hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com My name's Jason Newland and this is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And I've got little Andre in uh, cuddling up to me, which is quite nice. I think part of it is because he wants to go for a walk. But he's already been out. I already took him for a walk earlier. Didn't I? I went to the garage with my friend and he stayed outside with my friend and I went in and bought a few bits. When I came out, my friend said, look at him. And Andre, he climbed in to some... I don't know what it was, a few bits that were outside the garage for sale. Uh, I think it uh, I got no idea what it was, but a bunch of stuff. And he just climbed in and laid out and went to sleep. <laughs> it was very cute. This is kind of prime time for him now to want to go out. Loves going out in the evening, but uh, I've been out today, so I'm not going out again. So, um, I've had the heating on tonight. Can you believe it? It's only 26th of August. Yep, my birthday. And it was cold. It's been cold in here all day long. Like, not cold, but just chilly, you know? A bit like sitting in a fridge. But just too cold to just be inactive. If I'd been dancing around, you know, like I normally do, I'd have been alright. But I kind of put up with it all day. And then a couple of hours ago, I thought, nah, I'm putting the heating on. So I did. And now it's, it's okay. It's room temperature again. How you doing, little boy? <laughs> you were sleeping on my bed today, weren't you? You like sleeping on daddy's bed, don't you? Okay, I should correct that. You like sleeping on our bed. Yeah? Or is it your bed and you allow me to sleep on it? That's probably more like it, isn't it? Hey. So, I haven't done much in the way of recordings today. Uh, I'll stop yawning in a minute. I did a live Facebook broadcast at midnight. So it was how many hours ago is that? 22 hours ago, yeah, 22 hours ago, I was, I started to record him. He's a lot of a sting, why are you let a stink off? Oh, I, I made a mistake. Andre's slipper, okay, there you go, must go away. Andre's slipper, he was, he had it in his mouth and he put it down and it looked and it was this like brown stuff on it. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I thought, is that poo? 
but it wouldn't be Pooh, you know, just, just, but what? So I thought, well, I'll give it a rinse to get it out. But it's, it turns out it's just a slipper where it's, whatever he's done to it is that part of the slipper, instead of being black, is now brown. Wow. When I put it under the tap, the, uh, the stuff that came out of that slipper almost melted the sink. Seriously. The drainage system is still complaining. So I thought, okay, this, when I realised there was nothing actually on the slipper to drain out, well, apart from a huge amount of dirt. So I, I put it onto the radiator. But I shouldn't have touched it. I shouldn't have. I sh that's his... That's his girlfriend. And all the smells on that is what he loves. Maybe taste as well, I don't know. But it's, it's about the smell, I think. And now I've took some of that away. He's going to be angry when he realises. It's just the same as when he had his bag. The green bag. Uh, I need to get him another one, really. But I used to wash it every probably six months. Including the blue jumper that was in there that he used to sleep on. And every time I washed it and gave it back to him, he was so angry. He began. So he didn't want to go near him because it didn't have his smell. So, yeah. He'll get over it. He'll recover, no doubt. Um, what else? Oh yes, I did the live broadcast and there was It's about an hour and 40 minutes long. And then I went to bed. And it was... It was a surprise. I didn't have a huge amount of people listen or watch at the same time. But quite a few people did actually watch during it. So during that 140 minutes, no, one hour and 40 minutes, there was, I think it was over 200 people watched. Which is quite cool. So people just came and went, you know. Uh... And then come yawning, 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 yawning. So I went to, yeah, I uploaded the audio because I recorded it, uh, audio as well as video. And I uploaded that to this, to the Let Me Boy to Sleep podcast. But I didn't upload it to any of the other podcasts that I normally would. And I didn't give it a number, so it wasn't... I just put it as a sort of separate, alone, 50th birthday live broadcast thing. And I think... Ooh, oh, itchy chin. I think the next one I do will be on the... Probably my 60th birthday. That'll be the next live Facebook broadcast. Although... Facebook may not be around then. So I'll just do it in. Maybe I'll just broadcast it direct into your minds. By then, I don't know. Um, 
We'll be watching stuff on our retinas probably, won't we? The internet and everything. So I reckon we probably in ten years we'll be living in the internet. We'll all have those goggles on, won't we? We'll just be like, well, what do I want to do today? Wanna have to travel to Acapulco or um, Belgium or somewhere, you know, that's lovely to go on holiday to. You just put your goggles on and just say, yeah, I want to go to Beirut. And you see you there. And you can like, sunbathe and have a lovely time. So, yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's the future. Um, so, I had a lovely, a lovely surprise. It was uh, a video made from a few of my friends who listen to my podcasts, and it was really cool. I mean, I played the video on my the recording and on the video that I did the, the live broadcast. But also, if you go to my Facebook page, it's on there. You can actually watch it. Uh, if I could figure a way to download it, I will then be able to save it and maybe put it onto Facebook, um, put it onto my website rather. So there. And also, I haven't really had the energy to do it today, but... Andre, Really? He's decided he must look into the kitchen because the kitchen door's pulled up. He must go in there just to check everything's okay. Now he's at the front door. And he's probably about to scratch at the front door. If I'm correct in my... Oh, no. He's running back. Oh, he's back in here again. He hasn't noticed that I've got my slippers off, so he could get to my my feet. Okay, they've got socks on, but he still enjoys it. He hasn't gone near my feet yet. It looks like he's... Oh, he's over here. And, yep, he's on my right foot. He's now biting my right big toe. He's licking it, but he's... Oh, that's interesting. He likes licking the... Because I've got these croc things, you know, the croc shoe things. Like slippers, but they're plastic. And I bought them because someone, one of my listeners said to me, why don't you get some crocs? Because then he won't be able to bite through them. Which is true, we can't. And they're not great for walking upstairs, though. I've slipped a few times. What's he doing? Oh, he's looking for his girlfriend. But his girlfriend's drying off. He's not going to be happy. I wonder if I give him his girlfriend while she's wet. If he'll still touch her. Let's have another look. I just chucked his... I just chucked her down there. He's sniffing. It's wet. I don't know. He's not happy. Oh, he's, he's... Yeah. It can't just be all about smell. And most of the smell's probably still in there. Some of the dirt came out. But I only had it under the tap for a little while. And it'll dry out. I've washed it well. I've not washed it, but it fell in his water once. And the water turned brown. It was what it was like a rainbow. That turned brown. And there was I swear there was things swimming in it, but so I know I dried it off. And he he carried on with it after that once it dried off. This is going to take, you probably have to be till tomorrow. 
Now he's scratching the front door. Which he hasn't done really much for the last couple of days. It's been pretty good. But that might be because I've got the heating on. Although the heating's not on. I had it on like minimum, so it just went on for a while and then went off. But he's more likely to want to go outside if it's too warm in here. Especially in the evening. Because he can... He can stick his nose underneath the front door. Not all the way under, but there's a little gap. And he can probably tell that it's cool out there. And he's got his... He can smell the smells of the... Why do you have to rub yourself over everything, Andre? So now he's climbing onto the black chair. Last time I did this, I was doing a recording, and he, he turned the television on with the remote. He just pressed the remote and turned it on. It's just like, Burr. what's he doing now? He's sniffing. Yeah, he's knocking stuff on the floor. It's almost like he's trying to press, he's pressing himself against the remote control. Okay, here you are. What do you want, mate? I'm now cuddling him again. I'm cuddling you. You're restless, aren't you? What is it you want? What do you want? So yeah, Andre is the big 05 now, so he's five years old. You're doing well, aren't you, I think? He's healthy, he's happy, I would say. He seems to be. He gets everything he wants, apart from he doesn't get to go out as much as he'd like to. But then that would mean... That means me going out at three o'clock in the morning. And I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry, I'm not. If it was my friend's dog, I might do. Because his dog is huge, strong, scary dog. So I'd feel literally, you know, you're safe. You'd, with that dog, you'd be safe against three or four people. <laughs> it's proper. It's a proper big, strong dog. I don't want... Plus dogs can see in the dark as well, can't they? I think. I mean, the other night I was in the park. It wasn't late. It was only about 10 o'clock. I suppose dark outside. Might have, yeah, about that 10. And there was someone sitting on one of the benches in the middle of the park. I could see a bit of movement. And I was just sitting there. And then I've got Andre on his lead. And suddenly out of nowhere, this black dog runs out. So I pick Andre out quickly and I just leave the, leave the park. But it's seen, I don't know. It's seen like weird behaviour to be sitting in a park in the dark with a black dog. So the dog can't be seen. And I've got to look after this little fella here. You know, I've always got to keep my eye open for dogs. Just to make sure the one doesn't run up and... Think he's a... A snack, you know? Because you're no one's snack, are you? No. And I've set myself a target in life. <laughs> the minimum... The minimum I should be able to do in my life is take care of a little ferret. If I can't take care of this little one, what the hell am I worth? Seriously. So that's the minimum 
the minimum, the minimum I expect of myself is to be able to look after this little boy. I'm not talking health-wise because, you know, I don't know what's going to happen there, but for his safety, I'm very, very protective, aren't I? To keep you safe. He's oblivious. He'll just wander in the road. He doesn't have any of that. I don't know how many animals actually do. I suppose the only kind of would be a trained dog, wouldn't it? Like a, a, a blind dog. Or horses. I think horses are quite aware, aren't they? When they're in the road, they can be quite easily startled. Especially when they jump out of the bushes with a foghorn. And it's like... Right in his ear. Um, not that I would do such a thing. I had friends that did that, but I didn't. I wanted to be part of it, but I didn't want to startle anyone, so I just took a triangle with me. Ding! Hey, Andre. I swear that I'm hypnotising him. So I'm just stroking his head and I'm talking softly. And he's just almost just drifting, aren't you? Hey? Drifting away. What I might do this week as a little treat and also to give you a taste of some of the other stuff that I do. And I'll just put it, well, I won't just put it on this podcast, but I'll, you know, specifically it will be based for the Let Me Boy to Sleep uh, podcast. I might do a an actual sleep session. So none of the chatting, none of this stuff, but an actual focused falling asleep recording. So I might do that. And if people like it, maybe I'll stick one on here once a week. Maybe. Just as a special thing. Or I guess I could just put my sleep hypnosis weekly recording on here for those that have never gone to that podcast or heard it and you get to see or hear um, some of the other stuff that I do but it's also focused on sleeping so it might be useful it does seem to be a category of people Andre stop that this does seem to be a category of people on Facebook I guess therefore in life who tend to enjoy talking about how little sleep they get and kind of wonder why they don't do something about it because there are so many things and I don't mean just me there's other people other things that might be more useful but it's it seems to be a bit of a a martyrdom kind of going around people feel like they're martyrs because they're suffering but they're not suffering in silence because they're telling everyone but they don't I kind of think they don't need to suffer not not willingly anyway I don't know I just I never say anything generally because I don't want to I don't want to be rude and does get the same with chronic pain as well. The, I got involved in the chronic pain community straight away when I first started doing this stuff back in 2006. And some people welcome what I do. 
and they welcome what other people do and you know all the different things that are available including acupuncture and aromatherapy uh, yoga uh, maybe nutrition uh, what other things reflexology hypnosis NLP uh, counselling even I mean counselling talking to someone could actually help someone to relieve their chronic pain because the body holds emotional pain which can present itself as chronic pain so sometimes by talking something through and almost letting go of it or allowing it to go can reduce chronic pain there's so many different ways now I can't offer I can't offer aromatherapy although I did study it a bit I can't offer reflexology although I did study it quite a bit uh, twice in fact two different courses but that's in person now I could do that if you were here with me but you're not you know you are in spirit kind of but you're not seriously Andre you'll just do you don't need to move you just did that to annoy me <laughs> you know I'd like to do in the next probably three years and I say this because of the time limit there's going to be a time limit and however horrible it is there's you know Andre is you know he's five but he's kind of a lot older than that you know technically so I'd like to have an opportunity for people that wanted to meet him to meet him and I know he's just a smelly little ferret although I don't think he's smelly at all but uh, I guess I wouldn't smell it anyway <laughs> I'm used to it but he's beautiful and I think a lot of people that have seen him and what seen his videos and heard about him and stuff feel like they kind of know him a bit you know so I think that'd be quite cool I'd like to be able to put on some kind of an event where you could it could be just like me, Andre and maybe have it in have it somewhere but then people can travel here and have a holiday not based around seeing Andre but just they could like come to England and you know, have a nice holiday here, but then part of their trip could be to me, Andre. I don't know if anyone would want that anyway, just it's my little fantasy. I've got a lot of fantasies, I don't all evolve around Andre, luckily, but just think it'd be cool. I just like the idea of. I like the idea of him being part of this, which is why he's he is part of it, and he's on the pictures of the podcasts, a lot of them, and I talk about him, and you know when he, when I do a let me boy to sleep, and he's running around making a bit of sound, I leave it on there. I do edit out any really loud stuff hopefully um, but generally if it's just his footsteps or he's just going you know sometimes I'll just leave it in there or if he does a, does a big loud fart which he does you know sometimes depending on how much coke he's drunk So here's something. Tomorrow, 
I start sneezing. Tomorrow I start my new diet. Yep. My new diet will be started tomorrow. And I'm going to be using the Slim Fast um, stuff. Plus I've got vitamins as well I'm going to be taking. So I've got these Slim Fast drinks to have a, a meal replacement. So I'm going to have one of them a day. I'm going to have one meal, which is going to be... I've got vegetables and I've got that all bought as well, which is going to be coming in a delivery. So I've got enough st stuff there for the week. And I'm going to be steaming that stuff. So I'll have one steamed meal a day. I'll have two snacks, both of which are slim fast snacks. So I'll have those. And maybe one will be a banana. One will be a slim fast bar or something. And breakfast, I'm not sure. I'm thinking I might still stick with the Alpen. Because I love Alpen. And it's a nice, I just, just like it. So it's a nice start to the day for me. So I'll have my Alpen. And then I'm going to do that. And what I've done is... Instead of just stopping drinking Coke, I have ordered enough, a packet of Diet Coke, I think it's eight cans or something, which would mean I'm going to have one Diet Coke per day as a treat. Now, I don't like Diet Coke. Or I don't, it's not that I don't like it, but I just didn't. Compared to normal coke, I didn't really, you know. But this is about... It's not about losing weight, it's about losing fat. You know, it's about getting healthier, really. And I'm going to be doing some weights and do a bit of exercise as well. This is all part of my 50... Being 50. I'm in the second half of my life now. So I need to, I feel I need to start taking a bit more responsibility for myself. So I've got enough stuff coming to last me for the next week. So it's delivery coming tomorrow. And so I'm eating pizza, <laughs> I'm eating pizza tonight. I've got a can of Coke, and I've had a cookie. You know, I'm I'm not overdoing it. I, I don't know. You might not believe me, but I never stuff myself with food. I'm not a big eater. Never have been. Not really. You know, there's been times. Obviously, there've been times when I'm so hungry, I could eat. I'll eat a whole pizza in one go. But it's that's rare. It's, you know, it's, it's in the same way that I could practically drink like a litre of water in about five minutes. You know, it's, it's a rarity. I don't normally do that. So, and I'll, yeah, so that's my plan. What I did today for my birthday, I went to the garage with my friend and I got some lagers. I got four cans for him, four cans for me. And we came up here and we were going to have a birthday drink. He didn't have any money, so I bought the cans. I couldn't even drink half a can of lager. I don't, whatever, whatever that, um, I don't know, whatever the, the motivation for drinking is gone. And I used to be a regular drinker. Haven't been since I moved in here. But I, can't, I couldn't even drink half a can. I chucked it away and I gave him 
the other three cans on top of his four. And he went downstairs and I went, I went for a nap. Just didn't, couldn't, couldn't do it. And they were cold and he's like, there's no, can't really think of a reason. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe it's just sitting in a room doing nothing. It's boring. If I'd have been in a pub or uh, like an event, like a wedding, it would have been different because there's a lot of stimulation. And I, I guess almost uh, I need I need a bit of alcohol just to get me through it sometimes. Or maybe it's just the wrong alcohol. Maybe perhaps wine would have been better. But no, I just, I mean, it's not a bad thing to, to just, it's almost like, not allergic, but I just didn't feel very well. Yeah, I did. I don't think I even drank a half of a can. I'd say it's probably about a quarter. And it was just, I'm like this. And I was just bored. It was like, well, the whole point of drinking is to, well, for me, it's kind of to feel differently and to have fun and whatever, but it didn't affect me that way. I think if anything, because the alcohol used to give me a buzz, it used to give me a lift, but then I wasn't taking medication at the time. I think with my medication, drinking alcohol almost seems to do the opposite. Maybe make you drowsy and stuff, and I just don't want that. I want to be drowsy, I just listen to one of my recordings. I'd listen to myself. You might think, yeah, but you're talking, you listen to it. No, no, no. I've got earplugs in, mate. I've got no idea what I'm saying. I cannot hear my own voice. It's brilliant. <laughs> I think Molly said to me yesterday, she said, uh, I don't know, I sometimes don't know when you're being serious and when you're not. I don't know. I suppose I'd need to be asked a specific thing, but generally, I think it's either I'm being serious or I'm not being serious. One of those. And even when I am being serious, I will possibly present it in a way that isn't as serious as maybe the subject would normally be presented. So, so I'm taking these vitamins from tomorrow. And I want to see if I can get myself feeling healthier because it's been a long time since I felt healthy. Physically, and I used to, you know, I used to be really fit, physically fit. I used to do, you know, there's times I used to do a lot of jogging, uh, go to the gym, weightlifting, martial arts, things like that, and there was quite a nice physical feeling connected to that. A bit of pain as well, but. But not recently, I felt a little bit, a little bit physically lethargic. So I'm hoping that maybe a bit of a, an injection of energy, a change of diet, may be useful. So I'm going to be, for every meal I have, it's going to be uh, a lot of vegetables. A lot of fresh, all the vegetables are fresh. So, 
during my nothing that I eat is going to be processed apart from the Alpen breakfast cereal and I suppose the drinks the and the snacks all the things they're all processed aren't they I guess because they're made they're in packaging and stuff I don't know how much in the way of processing it is done there I'm well I like to think there's a lot less than would be in normal food but I don't know You know, I'd like to think that it's healthier. After all, it's kind of supposed to be, isn't it? So that's that's the the coming week. So no cakes, no chocolate, no normal coke, no bread. So I'm not going to get any bread. I'm not going to eat any bread. And it should be alright. I'm still going to be drinking milk with the breakfast cereal. But I'm not going to be having Weetabix, which I love Weetabix. I really do. But there's, you know, the sugar issue. I love the adverts of Weetabix when they sort of show you people putting fruit on it and uh, honey, like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but let's have a realistic advert where you can't even see the Weetabix because of the amount of sugar that's piled on top by the child, which is exactly what I used to do when I was a kid. Well, it's, I want to say a kid for the first 35 years of my life. Now I'm a little bit sparing with the sugar. I don't, I don't overdo the sugar these days. But then if... If you're drinking coke, you don't need to overdo it because you're already getting plenty. I think I might have a cup of coffee still every morning as well. So still the morning will be fairly the same. Cup of coffee. I've got a big bag of muesli coming. And... Yeah, so it should be pretty much the same morning as normal. Then, in between the breakfast and my lunch, I have a snack. So it'll be like a cereal bar or an energy bar, but you know, one that's made by Slimfast. And then I will have a. Delicious, a delicious shake. So I have a, a a milkshake that's already in a container. You can buy the the powder which you make yourself, but I thought for the first week I'll just buy them in packs. I think they're packs of four, or packs of six, and so I'll just drink those. So I have one of those. Then I have another snack in the afternoon. So I'm thinking maybe a banana. And then in the evening, I'll have like a, a full full dinner. But again, it won't be much because I don't eat much in one go. So it'll just be a, you know, a couple of potatoes, uh, like small potatoes, and then maybe just leave them in the the what's it, the skin, and I think I've got carrots. Greens, another a cauliflower. I think they're the vegetables I got. So that that'll do for the week. And then uh, I'm not a vegetarian, so I've got chicken. But uh, I'd like to move towards vegetarianism. Used to be a vegetarian, but because I didn't cook. All I did was eat uh, stuff that was pre-packed, like meals for one. And it was basically cheese, cheese, cheese. Everything just seemed to have cheese in it. And the amount, there's only so much pasta. I think that 
a person can eat before it gets boring. You know, it's only so many cauliflower and cheeses that I could eat. So, although, 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 the good thing about, I mean, eating out isn't always easy as a vegetarian. But Indian restaurants are really good because they do vegetable, they do vegetable um, curries and stuff like that. And as far as I'm concerned, it's equal, if not better, than the meat dishes. There's still the same flavouring, still the same herbs, still the same powders and curry and whatever. They just have potatoes, more potatoes in there. So I prefer that kind of curry, really. And because a lot of the... A lot of India is vegetarian. I think it's... Is it Sikhs that are vegetarian? Or Hindus? And also, you know, there's there's millions of Buddhists in India. So they're 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 generally vegetarian. Mind you, the monks weren't in the old days. I don't know if it's now. If they're begging, they won't be because, as I say, beggars can't be choosers, and beggars eat what they're given. So if they go out with their their bowl, begging bowl. And the households give them chicken, then they will eat chicken. I think they let it know that they don't really want meat products because they're Buddhists. But if that's what people put in their bowl, that's what they eat. Well, that's how it used to be. Beggars can't be choosers. I mean, literally, in that case. I've done that in the past. I remember years ago, I saw someone outside, I think he was in a tube station, and I just come out of it, and he's yeah, sitting in the entrance of a tube station, um, asking for spare change. And there's no one in the world has spare change. It's a weird, weird sentence really, isn't it? But I... He might have had a sign saying, I'm hungry, and stuff like that. So I went to McDonald's, and I got two cheeseburgers, one for me, one for him. And I handed it to him. He said, what is it? I said, well, it's McDonald's. Yeah, what, what is it? It's a cheeseburger. He said, I don't want that. And I said, oh, okay. And he handed it back to me. And he said, have you got any spare change? No. I did have, but I just spent it on that cheeseburger for you. At the time, I thought, what an ungrateful donkey. But the reality is we have a choice what we put into our tummies, don't we? And just because someone's uh, begging doesn't mean they have to eat the food you give them. They can choose. They still have choices. So even though in my mind I was being kind... or generous or whatever I perhaps wasn't being considerate yeah it's very strange though you know if you get to know a certain if you if your foot is in that world the begging the begging street world and you get to realise that so many people are not homeless 
There's loads of people that are homeless, but a lot of people that are begging are not actually homeless. And a lot of them are just begging for money for their lifestyle. Uh, you could say choices, but let's maybe not use that word. Addictions. And it's just, people used to say that to me years ago. Well, the only you know, the reason they're begging is this. And I used to get so annoyed. It's like, yeah, but you don't know that. And that's the bottom line. We don't know, do we? But then when you do know, <laughs> you know, it's like if you live in a local place where you can actually, you're someone that points out people. No, they're not homeless. They're not. They're just, and you know people that are actually on the streets begging. And they're not homeless, they've got a council flat or whatever. It does sort of start making you think, oh, well, how many of the others? I think you can almost tell. Some are really genuine. You can tell if someone's really, really homeless. A lot you can't tell. And some just look way too smart. I've seen homeless people wearing clothes, better, better clothes than me, clean fingernails, tidy, nice hair, haircut, and it's like, wait a minute, you're begging. Almost I felt like asking one for a job, you know, to be a trainee. <laughs> but I think some of the some of the homeless people that I've seen are actually just they'll just sit there. They don't even ask for money. They just sit there. They're, they're the ones. But everyone needs help. But I don't know. Sometimes think uh, the more you get to know. What I found the more I get to know. Some groups of people and their problems maybe get too close and lose that lose a little bit of compassion maybe you know if you keep trying to help someone and nothing you do actually works and they just continue doing what they're doing it does get a little bit Oh, what's the point? Why am I trying to help them? Yeah, I want to... I'd like to be more compassionate. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going to talk about this. I didn't need any new way. It's a weird community, though. Because uh, it is a community, the people begging on the streets is a community, and of course, you know, a few of them are sleeping on the streets, a few of them are homeless, as in they haven't got their own home, sleeping on other people's sofas and stuff. That is homeless, of course. But then some people have do have their own accommodation, their own flat. And it's so easy, people love to generalise. It's like, you know, one person's got a council flat and they beg on the streets. Therefore, everyone that begs on the streets has got a council flat. Or social housing, you know, so it's like, but it's clearly not. Generalising is... It's very comfortable, isn't it? I, you know... I quite like generalising. It feels right. But at the same time, I know it's not always right. But it can be useful. Kind of. I had a weird dream. A weird dream. I went back... And I've done this a couple of times back to the Buddhist community, but it's in a different place now. 
different people, different house, everything. Which might be the case, there might actually be another one there. And so, and I, I moved in. And I was a troublesome poo. <laughs> and I was like, Andre, how did you get in here? Very strange. The amount of times that Andre's in my dreams, you know, I'll be somewhere and he's with me. And I take him. Well, I had one dream. And seriously, um, some of these dreams are so vivid. And they go on for hours. And sometimes I go back to the dreams a few nights later. And there's a dream I had where Andre, he was, he was with me. But then other ferrets arrived. And I was losing track of who was who. It's very strange. Very weird. But then I don't know how often he's actually lying on me, licking my face when I'm asleep. I'm sure he's just testing. He wants to. I'm sure he wants to eat me one day. That's what he's looking forward to. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure that there's always plenty of food in a bowl for him just you know just to kind of uh, to last him at least a few weeks or a few days at least watching the Adams Family and the Munsters I found the Munsters funnier I think but you know what I liked about them I liked the fact that they were in black and white I mean, the reason they were in black and white is because they were made in the 60s but the great horrors from those times, you know, the um, a lot of great Hammer, maybe not Hammer, but some of the older horrors, Frankenstein, Dracula, and all that stuff, were in black and white, and I think it added to it. It almost made it feel more gothic, more atmospheric. So, because the Adams family and the Munsters were both very similar in a sense, weren't they? They're both two monster families, both living in a huge house and having adventures. And, you know, I love both of them. I haven't seen them for years. Last time I saw, I think the Munsters used to be on in the afternoon in about 2006 or 2007. And I used to have my sandwiches in the staff room, which had about six chairs in it. And there'd be a TV and I'd be watching it and then they would, someone would come in and turn it over. Oh, I ain't watching this crap. <sighs> so that was, uh, I'm not sure if I turned it back or not. I don't know. But I used to really enjoy watching it. Just to feel good. Like a feel good feeling of feeling good. Feeling wise, you know what I mean. Here's a weird thing: I 
found out that I've ever told you I got offered a job in London this is before I moved to London and accommodation included but without telling me what the job was <laughs> seriously it was something like handing out magazines or something like that and it only only kind of dawned on me that that's probably a cult that I was would have been getting involved in whether it was the Moonies or some kind of uh, organisation I was like wow so I could have ended up living somewhere I was young as well I was only I think I was about 18 when I was looking at doing that maybe even younger and I phoned them up and they said yeah you just come, come down come on down We've got accommodation for you. You'll get paid uh, pocket money of, I don't know, £20 a week or something like that. But everything's paid for, food, everything, clothes. Um, Vaseline. Uh, you get to go to the clinic every two weeks to check yourself out. I said, oh, 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 rewind. What did you say? He said, if you get your rent and your food covered. I said, no, no, fast forward. They said, I said, what? I said, don't worry, I'll, 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 I'll get back to you. So I've got no idea what they were planning. But it would have been, I mean, to do something like that without a safety net, would have been just really bad I reckon so I, I didn't do it in the end but I did think about it I think I might have been homeless myself at the time I've been homeless loads of times when I was up younger but I always managed to avoid the sort of being on the streets begging and I was very fortunate and I was never far from that, but I was fortunate never to have to do it. That scared me, proper scared me. Yeah. I remember years ago, I saw one of the people that was begging in my town. It was Christmas Eve, and he walked into the shop. And it was, uh, you know, the corner uh, news agents, tobaccoist, whatever you want to call it. And he walked in. He said, oh, I'm going to get a hundred, a hundred of those uh, scratch cards. A hundred, and he. He basically handed over a hundred pound in fives, one pound coins, ten pound notes, and I was thinking, wow, he's just been given a hundred pound, probably not by one person, but I guess society's fairly generous on a Christmas Eve. I mean, he might have won something, but I've done the same thing. You will win. You'll get some winning cards if you buy a hundred. But the likelihood is it won't come to more than what you paid. My slab with my girlfriend back in just before I started doing this, it was the beginning of two thousand and six. Split up with my girlfriend and. I bought a hundred scratch cards and I won I think I won about 50, 40, 50 pounds something like that, 48 pound so I went and bought another 48 scratch cards and I did that, I think I won pretty much every time and I went back about 6 times 
and then I ended up with nothing. And then I went home. It probably wasn't the same day, but it was in the same week. I decided to start offering a free hypnosis service. And that's kind of where this kind of came from. Two thousand and six. Although I already had tried to do in two thousand and four, but I kind of given up because I've got nowhere. But this time I had, I think, how many? Was it ten thousand? Was a hundred thousand leaflets printed? To be fair, it might have been a hundred thousand. It was a big, big order, expensive. I think I spent eight hundred pound or something, and I delivered them locally. And I just, you know, spent weeks doing that. And then I started getting people phoning me up. And then. I started volunteering in a place, charity for alcohol addiction, and then started doing group sessions and I started recording them, making CDs, and then I started putting the recordings on my website. Yay! Then I worked in another one. And then I decided I wanted to become a counsellor because I liked the people I worked with. Then I left, did the counselling course, ended up in a different town, continued with the free service that I did online that kept growing. And then I became a counsellor full time for a few years and then I got a job. And then a few things happened, and five years ago I moved in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here I am. Here I am. So that was Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. So yeah, it's pretty much fifteen years. Two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Well, over fourteen years anyway. So fourteen and a half years or something like that. Time really does fly by. So what I'm going to do, yeah, so in 10 years time, I'll make another live broadcast on the 60th birthday and see how that goes. So until then, <laughs> remember to take care of yourself because you deserve to be happy. Lots of love. Bye.